listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Take podcast episode 120. If you're coming on here thinking that uh, on Twitch or whatever, thinking that you're <laughs> watching the Astros game or something, or we're chatting about the Astros, you're wrong. We're chatting about Bullet Train. So welcome in, guys. Anyone that's new, we appreciate episode you coming 120. in. 120. That's nuts, man. Episode 120. Almost as many movies as Brad Pitt has actually produced at this point. <laughs> Honestly, Brad Pitt is goaded as a producer. I don't know what producers actually do, but he's doing the hell out of whatever it is. I was listening to something recently, and it, it, the producer can be a lot of things. Like a lot of times, somebody can even be like a producer in name only. Um, most of the time, when we think about it, it's about uh, it's about financing the film. But sometimes they'll bring on producers, quote unquote, and they'll have like creative choices within the within the movie and they didn't put up any finances. Like that's a lot of the times what actors turn producers are. They'll have, they'll be creative choices within the film from like helping the director and stuff. But Brad Pitt mm-hmm. has also financed a ton of movies, a ton of indie projects and stuff like that. And- so what you're telling me is that Brad Pitt was sitting in the writer's room. Like, you know what? We need more slavery than 12 years of slave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but he being attached as like the producer and is like, and is like, he was nominated for Academy Awards for like producing before he was ever even really considered. For, I mean, he had got Academy Awards for a few acting. I think 12 Monkeys was in there, but he, uh, yeah, him being like, the real Oscar is for 12 years of slave for Brad Pitt. And you're like, oh, okay. He, he actually had a lot of creative input on this movie. Him and David, uh, David Leach basically yeah. came up with the Brad Pitt character on their own because the Brad Pitt, the character that Brad Pitt plays is very different than the way he plays in the book. And Brad Pitt literally just came onto the set and was just like, hey, let's make the character have gone to therapy. Let's make it, yeah. It basically made him like, you know, like Jackie Chan was always trying to avoid the fights, but always ended up in the fights. They basically made him uh, white Jackie Chan, basically. Um, let, we'll talk about it and how we all feel about this movie. I'm going to get roasted on this because, buddy. You are. Uh, you no, are. It's Bro. Bullet have train. Have fun. <laughs> but do not tell me to have fun watching it. I am king of this movie. It slaps <laughs> because it was, it was just big, dumb fun. I fucking love uh, Kong versus uh, Godzilla. <laughs> this is so much better than Kong versus Godzilla. This is so much better than that. Yeah, but no, it's not. Um, <laughs> Bullet Train came out in 2022, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, or yeah, a couple of weeks ago now at this point. Rated R, two hours, seven minutes long, 7.5 on IMDb, number two overall popularity. Uh, <clears throat> God damn, excuse me, 49 Metascore. Five assassins uh, aboard a fast-moving bullet train, hence the name, find out their missions have something in common. Uh, Directed by David Leach, writer Zach Olkowitz, um, based on the book by, oh, God, 
Kitaro Isaka, uh, stars Brad Pitt, Joy King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Andrew Koji, Hiroki Sonata, uh, Michael Shannon makes an appearance, like spoiler, Michael Shannon makes an appearance, Sandra Bullock. They almost play. They tried to play it off like that was like a surprise appearance, but she's literally been in, in like every trailer for this movie. Um, and then Bad Bunny, Zazie Beats, uh, and then Logan Learman, who I think this is just like a favor from Brad Pitt because he was in that Tank movie. Because Logan Learman's in this movie for like five minutes. Um, Wait, which Tank movie? Uh, Oh God! Is it Fury? Fury, Fury, yeah. Okay, yeah. He was in that. He was in that tank movie. So this is like maybe this would have been Shia LaBeouf if he wasn't weird and bad. Um, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, this movie's doing really well at the box office. Better than I thought it was going to end up doing. A lot, a pretty big budget, as to be expected. It's made that back opening weekend in U.S. and Canada. Uh, Thirty million. Uh, $30 million, which isn't as big as you would probably hope for a Brad Pitt led action comedy, but uh, different time in movies. It's made 114 million worldwide. So it's doing all right. Uh, Bullet, but they've been advertising this movie. What for like six months. months. It's months been in months. theaters forever. Um, has a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, 76% audience score. Bullet trains, colorful, colorful cast and high speed action are almost enough to keep things going after the story runs out of track. So that's how the Rotten Tomatoes folks feel about it. How do we feel about it? Uh, Dex, go ahead. I feel great about it. I love this movie. <laughs> what? I, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a B+. I Tease mentioned this a couple episodes ago when we did The Departed. Like You don't, you don't want to give this movie a better grade than The Departed. Like it's not actually better than The Departed, but it's, it's low key better than The Departed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. So, oh my god. Uh, yes. A, I think I gave The Departed an A minus, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one a B plus, like just to be like fair and keep my critic card. But your but, your big C critic. <laughs> my big C critic card, my credentials. So I don't want to be fired from screen rate. <laughs> they'd hear this take and they'd be like, ew, no, <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh but yeah, man, this movie was fun as hell to me. The only problem with it is uh well, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, like one of the problems, but uh the non-spoiler problem is that it's a little too long. Like if they made this movie an hour forty-five. We're, Ooh, we're cooking with that, I kind of agree. My score yeah. would go up a couple of letter grades to be completely yeah. honest. The ending takes forever in this movie. It's like, okay, guys, like let's let's wrap it up. Come on. But before that, I was having a great time. I loved pretty much every, every character in this movie. Brad Pitt was awesome. Even like some of the smaller characters, like Bad Bunny, he's in this movie for like five minutes as a living character, but he's incredible. Zazie Beats was in this movie for like two minutes, but I liked her a lot. Like uh, people hate on Joey King for whatever reason, but I feel like she's the most underrated person in this movie. Like she has to pretty much carry the movie on her back because she has to be like she's basically the big bad. Like as this movie is unfolding, right? And like you have to despise her enough that you're willing to overlook like 
all these fucking assassins like, on this train and like root I don't for them. think it's her i think it's the the conversation around joey king which is like oh is she just gonna be in every netflix rom-com that they're in hulu rom-com that they're gonna put out like she's in everything hey, she's, she's literally everything she's like she's in the princess which is a movie nobody's watched but i enjoy it on hulu it's not actually good but she was fun in that and then she's in what like that one netflix series like i don't even watch uh, He's in like three or four of the same Netflix rom-com, teenage Netflix rom-com movie. Uh, I, don't watch any of those. <laughs> I don't watch any of those. So like I didn't notice, but she's. This is the first thing I ever saw her in. I haven't seen any of her other stuff. She's the I little kid in Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's yeah, it. that's where I know her from. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, she's an adult now. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked her in this movie. She like basically has to carry the film because she's like the only real reason like that you have as the movie is going to root for the other characters who are all like despicable people. And I feel like she, she did really well at that. It's kind of like the, what's his name? Jackson Gleason or whatever his name is fucking uh, Joffrey from game of Thrones where it's like, oh, right. you, you have to hate them so much. And like, they pulled that off. Um, but yeah, man, I, I fuck this movie could have been shorter. Just like my review could have been shorter. I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, we got in the chat. Somebody says, uh, we're talking about Brad Pitt's top five movies at the end of this, by the way. 12 Monkeys is a go-to Brad Pitt movie. Uh, we're going to have to d- agree to disagree. but uh, yes. And then somebody else said, can this wait? The Astros are on right now. By the way, hello from Galveston. No, this cannot wait. We have to talk about Bullet Train right now. Hey, fuck the Astros, by the way. We don't give a fuck about the Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't mess up the money up in here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't know where the money is printed? <laughs> <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute now, hold on. I'm going to cut that part out of here. It's on the live stream forever. Oh, they just blew a 2 nothing lead in the 8, so that's fun. But um, shut up. <laughs> Oh, the Yan- Yankees are like 19 and 38. <laughs> nasty. It's very months. nasty times in Yankees Nation. It's very nasty. Times. Um, very. All right. I'll, I'll sandwich this. Normally I go last, but I'll sandwich this with uh, going off of Dex's yeah. point and then Teej, you can wrap it up with some positive spin. Um, I didn't care. <laughs> okay. That's my, that's my review. It's ridiculous. I, I didn't care about not one of these characters, maybe except for Brian Tyree Henry and Brad Pitt. I was going to say, Brian Tyree Henry is like uh, the coolest person ever lived I, in a movie. So. Fucking slap him out. Brian Tyree Henry, Henry talking about trains. Uh, that did something for me, but like other than that, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson a little bit, and that's just off the back of who we know, like how charismatic that guy is actually, but like but Incredible displays of menswear out of them, by the way. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what'd you call him? The other dripper drown. That <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, I, I like Brad Pitt having fun, like this new persona that Brad Pitt has come up with, like post divorce uh, <laughs> that you've seen a little bit in in his Academy Award winning film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just Brad Pitt being goofy like carefree guy brad pitt the fun parent yeah (laughs) is is fun seeing him have fun and like there's worse things to do than watch brad pitt in an action comedy but i did not i just did not the the i need to kill my father's storyline 
just as we're speeding around on this train, it's all, it's just all for nothing for me. I just did not care, did not resonate with me at all. Some, a lot of the jokes, or not a lot, but a lot of the just jokes in the middle of the action, like we'll stop a fight to like do, do, do a quip or a, and the, y'all are going to hate this, but the, the marvelification of that, like, oh, did that just happen sort of thing? It's pretty rampant throughout this movie. And really? I don't know. It just didn't work the same for me. Um, I just said, if you wanted to watch Deadpool, just watch Deadpool. Because uh, that's basically what they're going for in this movie. Hyperviolence, which I'm okay with more so than more so than most. And explosions and stuff yeah it's right out of my alley but in the end the just the emotional weight and the payoff just did nothing for me and then it, it was weird seeing michael shannon show up you're just oh shit like like if we're gonna have michael shannon in the movie can we have michael shannon in the movie for more than like five minutes and it felt like just a, a cameo central of these part these people worked with david leach before so I'm going to go do him a favor in Tokyo or whatever. So yeah, it just, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I know some people are going to like be rolling their eyes at this because of like the movies that I tend to like or whatever, but it, it just isn't, it just wasn't for me. I just kind of sat there the entire time seeing like, we've seen this stuff done better in different films and all of it together just did not work for me for some reason and it, it's still it's still a good way to spend your money and spend your time i'm not saying like don't go watch this movie or anything but for me as uh, as action comedies go i'm not popping this one on anytime anytime soon and for something that like has the forward the literal forward momentum of a speeding train just <laughs> the 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 pauses that they would take to kind of explain backstory and like only one or two of them worked like the twins was really funny and good, but just like just the pauses that they would take bad bunny was fine too, but it just would stop almost in the middle of all this. And like you were saying, Dex, if it was an hour 45, I may bump this up to a B B plus. I'm, I just can't. It just, it just halts all momentum at the, at the end or going towards the end. And just in the middle of, of all of these slice and dice and the action is good. The, the, the handheld sort of continuous action that we've seen from David Leach in and Chad Stahelski in the John Wick movies that have continued on. I really like that. And I'm glad it's continuing in film, but stopping that to make bad jokes just didn't do it for me. Uh, some people it's going to, it's going to work a lot better. It'll, the jokes will land, but there was just multiple times where there there was supposed to be a really funny big joke. And I just found myself going, huh? Okay. And it just moved (laughs) on. It just kind of washed over me. Um, Maybe that's how I felt that day or whatever comedy subjective subjective. Don't get mad at me, but I'm just saying I just did not get mad at him. Yeah, sure. At at me on Twitter. Um, Run me out of here. But I just think, I just think the comedy wasn't always there for me action was great some of the supporting characters i just did not give a fuck about and uh yeah the overall why are we here storyline couldn't care less could not care less and uh yeah all that to say i give it a c plus if it's on tv on fx 
TNT knows drama. <laughs> sure. Uh, I may pop it on on a Sunday Sunday uh, afternoon, but I don't think I'll revisit this movie anytime soon. Anytime soon. C plus for me. Wow. This is a this is an injustice. This film was fucking awesome. I'm also gonna go B plus just like Dex did. Um, the only things I really have to say negatively about it are that the Joey King performance, while it's not a bad performance, I just feel like she was in a different movie. Kind of everybody else except for the son are just kind of like hamming up, having a good time. Even Bad Bunny, even though he's not like in on the joke, is clearly meant to inspire laughs. Just how serious that the character is. It was a blatant Tarantino ripoff, yes, by like, the way. You're supposed to laugh at Bad Bunny. I don't know if you, I don't think you're supposed to laugh at Joey King, and it just felt weird every time she was on screen. Even though her performance is good, I just feel like it was a different movie. Other than that, this film was fucking awesome. The twins are incredible. Yep. We need a prequel of the twins right now. Need Brad it. Pitt doing the passive Jackie Chan therapy dad thing is just phenomenal content. I love the cool Brad Pitt that kind of looks like he just smoked weed right before he got onto the movie set. Mm -hmm. uh, it's even cooler to know that he kind of came up with this character on its own. And it's just really cool to see, uh, you know, uh, kind of John Wick style action, but in a train and also like with jokes in it because John Wick is such a, it takes itself so seriously. It is nice to watch a movie that you sit down and you go, okay, this movie doesn't take itself seriously at all. You realize that immediately. And we're here to have a good time and laugh and, and some of the jokes are going to land and some of them won't. Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, I think the movie looks great. Yep. So many close shots and angles that you have to use because you're literally filming on pieces of a train. They filmed this all with I think two different movie, like two different little cars. They, they, that's all they really had. And all these, uh, all the cameos are really fun. And, but you can kind of tell it's like a, they filmed this during COVID because everybody was just begging to be on a movie set. Like, please, please, please put me on a movie set. I'm bored out of my mind. So <laughs> they had a lot of people that they could just draw from to throw into the movie. And they, and it, it's a, it's a script in a movie that really lends itself to random celebrities showing up into the movie at any given time. Uh, I had a great time with it. Uh, yeah, I would give it. I would give it a B plus. I just thought that you know it's like a movie star's performance that Brad Pitt is giving you, and I just I I've been saying for years put Brian Tyree Henry in anything because he can literally do anything. I mm -hmm. could not stop commenting about how incredible his skin looked in this film for whatever reason. Yeah. That dude's skincare routine is going crazy. <laughs> the, the money is looking good on Brian Tyree Henry. Um, Honestly, and, uh, fact, <laughs> like uh, I just love the they had a kind of immediate chemistry with the other twin. Like those two dudes just had chemistry that was just oozing out of the movie. Anytime the two of them were on screen, the violence was dope. The fight scenes were dope, and I really liked how different people in the movie had different fight styles. It does not look like one guy who used to do stunts choreographed all the fight and all of them fight the same. They all kind of fight differently based on their body type and their character. I, I just thought it was just a super cool, super fun time at the movie theater. I could have used it being a little shorter, but honestly, during the actual screening of it, I never felt like it was going too long. I, I didn't feel like, oh my God, when is this movie going to end? I was having a great time the whole time. I fucking love Michael Shannon. Uh, not my favorite Michael Shannon performance, but I, you know, he was going for it. He did what he could do. Um, I had a good time with it. I would give it a B plus and if the if the rumors are true that they're going to try to make a prequel with uh, the twins, count me in on that shit. I want to know what happened in Bolivia. I want to know how these characters first got together. I want to know all that shit. And I just want to see Brian Tyree Henry 
in the lead of a movie. I, even though he's on screen a lot in this movie, I wanted him to be on screen even more because I thought he was just great. And he kind of stole the show when he was on the screen. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I would love to. I've only seen it once. I thought I was going to go back and watch it twice, but I got busy. But I've only seen it once, and it's been a couple weeks uh, for me. But I can't wait to see it again. I had a great time with it. I'm going to give it a B plus. Uh, long live Brad Pitt. He's beautiful. Even when he's trying not to be beautiful, he's just the most beautiful person that's ever lived. I had a great time. It's I'm going to have long hair in this one. Maybe they won't <laughs> think that I'm like supermodel good looking. <laughs> Yeah, Brad. Sure. Yeah, I watched. The, I watched it for the second time yesterday. I went. I actually got to go back and get into it. It lost a little bit on the second viewing for me, just because you know, like spoilers, some of the deaths are fake outs. So it's like it's more obvious once you watch it the second time that they're fake out deaths. But I just hate fake out deaths, and I think they're bad, and people should stop doing them. So you know, uh, it loses a, a little bit there for me. That's I crazy. hate it. Never it's never so bothered stupid. me that. You that hate much. the fake out death. I ha- it's so fucking whack. Like either kill them or don't. Like just you hate don't, that shit. Don't play with me, bro. Like if you're gonna kill a character, kill a character. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, some other thoughts. Soundtrack on this is bumping. Like I love the music that nice. they pick. Like the Japanese cover of uh, looking for a hero or holding out for a hero, whatever the song is yeah. called. The Bonnie Tyler joint. Love that shit. And like a couple of the like other Japanese like needle drops that they had in this. Uh the stay alive one was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you, I fucking love the soundtrack and the shit. Also loved like the you didn't like the bodies, the body humor stuff, Royden, when he's like gotta stage the dead bodies to look like they are still passengers on the train. That shit was hilarious. Amazing. Oh, I laughed at when he like threw the sun up against the window or whatever and like waved his arm. Like the Monty Python of it was like very funny to me. Brad Pitt being a dipshit and like opening the suitcase too much and like the yep. underwear all falls out and sex toys all fall out of it is like that's childish, but like yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Uh, a lot of it, and I know we're in like a heightened universe or whatever. A lot of it is like the plausibility of all this, where they're like fighting in the train, although the action was not. Where they're fighting in the quiet car, although the action. Is I not love good. that shit. They did the joke <laughs> too many times, where it's like they didn't know where to quite cut it off with some of this stuff. It's like they just kept the camera rolling, and and they they plowed some of these jokes into the ground. I'm not saying all of them didn't hit. But just like the 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 plausibility of some of this stuff, I'm like, all right, let's move on to the next. I need the next thing. It's Eat a bag of dicks, lady. Like have yeah. me crack up both times. I'm yeah, sorry. when he went, when he when Brad Pitt, like I said, it's fun seeing Brad Pitt have fun in movies because he's a movie star. He's one of the few that we have left. So mm-hmm. when he like would break character and be like "fuck you" or whatever, it was like it was really funny because he's trying to do this Zen Master thing the entire time, and then he's just fighting hand to hand. Other than that, it just didn't have that much other weight uh, to me. I will say the, the Brian Tyree Henry thing, um, one of the best British accents done by a American that we've seen in movies because it doesn't ever go the opposite way. Yeah, it didn't yes. bother me at all at any point. It's just a lot to say about a fake British accent. <laughs> yeah. Facts. I'm sure British people, like our three British listeners, are going to be like, uh, that was terrible. But That was shit, shite, mate. absolute bullshit Um, yeah yeah, but i thought it was actually it's like him and johnny depp from pirates of the caribbean (laughs) 
other things y'all continue y'all y'all take it off y'all like this more than me i i don't want to be the one that like completely brings this down because like it's it's fun it's just not what i what i was wanting quite at i didn't get quite as much fun as i thought there would be in a movie literally called bullet train so i, I was go ahead teach i I was obsessed with the Jackie Channess of it. I, as somebody who, re- I grew up at the time where Jackie Chan became the biggest movie star in America, or one of the biggest movie stars in America. And I went back and I watched a lot of those old school Jackie Chan movies before he had kind of made it in America. And I just, there's something I've always loved about that, about those characters that he played that were just, uh, you know, slow to violence. And you know that he could beat everybody's ass in the room if he wanted to, but he really, 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 would rather talk his way out of it. There's something about that that is so dope and it's such a cool trope to establish with a character. And so from the beginning, Brad Pitt's character has gone through this transformation. He's trying to be peaceful and he's literally trying to get through this job, which is inherently a dangerous job, although he's kind of unaware of how dangerous it is uh, with without committing violence. And I just thought that was so cool. And he doesn't really kill anyone until like the back fourth of the movie. Like he... People died during the fights with him, but a lot of on times accident, they died yeah. like on accident, right? Like, and and it, and it's it's amazing because Jackie Chan, you know, in his movies, he never nobody ever died. He didn't kill these people, but he would just like get out of the way and avoid them in a way that that would make them kind of seal their own fate and 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 to knock themselves out or something like that. And to see that, I immediately thought of like, oh, this is Jackie Chan. Like, I, I you don't see that anymore because I, I, like in a Marvel movie. We don't want our heroes to not fight people. We came to the theater to watch our heroes beat the shit out of people. So <laughs> it's different. But you, you, to kind of see that kind of passive, oh, I'd rather not do this because I just thought it was a really cool throwback. And I kind of just obsessed over, holy shit, Brad, Brad Pitt's being Jackie Chan, which is the coolest thing that ever happened to me because Brad Pitt is a fucking movie star and he's fucking doing Jackie Chan in a John Wick movie. Like th- th- to me, that was cool as hell. I really enjoyed that. It is a like good... a really cool, like flip up of the uh the like I'm three days from retirement trope. It's like that. Yep. <laughs> so, like, I just got you know, out of therapy. I just got out of therapy. I don't want to do this, man. <laughs> I just want to get off this fucking train. Fucking yeah, Carter's supposed it, to be here. And it's never like he never does the trope of like lethal weapon or I'm too old for this shit sort of thing. Yeah. It's just that oh, I'm still good at what I do. I just like I would prefer not to do it. I'm trying to maintain this level of zen. Like I'm I said, it, it, now. Yeah, dipshit Brad Pitt is always really, really funny. But um, it is something that you are willing to root for him. And it it is the gravitas of Brad Pitt that I think leads mm-hmm. you through it. Because uh, he included in the... Everyone's kind of a fucking terrible person. Like, Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what I was so, saying. Like, Jelly King kind has to of, be so awful that you root for these other terrible people. Like, that yeah. was... <laughs> that's, that's a good way no, to look man. at it. I looked at it as, like... Oh man, I'm having a rough time rooting for the guys that like committed genocide in uh where where was it Bolivia? Where were they? Bolivia. Bolivia. So Bolivia. Yeah, so Bolivia. like so I I just kind of have a had a problem a little bit with that. I'm never that big on like I'm never that big on it's not a huge deal to me if somebody isn't like supposed to be a likable character and all of a sudden they're likable like that never is but really bothered me but there was just everyone was supposed to be an un- unlikable <laughs> yeah, character it's like you're watching like, these dudes with like the fargo wood chipper and you're like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he watches was... thomas the tank engine so i guess i have to love him <laughs> yeah there is no like 
there is no uh francis mcdormand character like far yeah yeah that weighs that down with a little bit of serenity there, there just wasn't there just wasn't that but um like i said it is fun to see just psychopaths go up against each other throughout like an, a moving train and also like there's very little collateral damage i know everybody starts to like kind of get off the train and they say like mm -hmm. i paid everybody to get off the train but it's almost like all the passengers are just super unaware of them having a battle royale throughout this entire train yeah, like nobody NPCs, bro they do what their program to do get the npcs out of the way like they're just in the npcs way are just not even not even worried about <laughs> it's like bro this kid just like vomited blood and like spilled blood <laughs> all over the screen and, and nobody nobody's going on yes. nobody reacts <laughs> right. I, I really like the trick that they do uh it helps the movie and the script the the rule that uh the doors only stay open for one minute because now you have moments where obviously somebody would because of the situation would definitely try to get off the train or get back on the train and they can't because of the timing and so you have these countdown things where brad pitt is counting uh, a minute in his head so it can make certain actions i thought that was kind of cool and it breaks up the movie like oh we're at a stop now now we're breaking up the movie a little bit and now we got to deal with whatever's out on the platform for that one minute i thought that was a really cool movie trick i, I just it was I an interesting that. device it was an interesting movie device that i appreciated also a very dope watch brad pitt was wearing in this movie i had to look up what it was afterwards i was like that shit is fire like when he's doing like the one minute countdown he like looks over at his watch and it's like very obvious to brightling and like i and to watch this now had to go look that shit up because i was like i i need one i need that's on my list now he I picked know. his own he picked his own hat brad pitt came to set with the little bucket hat looking thing or one that looked like it and then they were like, oh, here's some hats you want you to try. And he was like, no, I want to wear one like this. So they designed a little bucket hat to look like the one that he was wearing when he showed up on set. So like, basically, he was just like, oh, I just happen to be wearing this. But like, let, I think this works with the character. And they're like, OK. And they let Brad Pitt wear that little bucket hat. So he GQ cover star Brad Pitt. That gave Brad Pitt the worst GQ cover. Ever. That was awful. He looked like he was dead. A dead body. Like dead. They made his, skin, his skin was so pale. Like, why did they make him look dead? That was the worst Brad I've ever Pitt seen. Hasn't Brad been Pitt that look. white. He's 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 a he's lived in Hollywood his entire life. He is tan as fuck. He has never looked that white <laughs> his entire life. What's going on? Worst I've ever seen. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt like in my entire life. It's probably the only way they can get him to be like. Actually, you're not going to be extremely handsome today. You're going to be like pretty much dead looking. He was like, oh, you got my attention now. Go on. Like he's probably tired of being the most handsome guy of all time. Embalming right. fluid. Like that's how, that's the look he's going for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're thinking uh nursing home or later how about how about that <laughs> i get what oh, they were trying later. to do with that it was like it was like basically a, a rendition of a famous painting which i'm too stupid to understand which one it was but like why you have yeah, the hottest why? guy on the planet do something else <laughs> do the thing where they sit in a chair backwards with an expensive suit on we all love that it's worked for a thousand years it goes hard every time <laughs> Oh but man. Anyway, I think uh part of the reason that I like this movie so much and Royden maybe it sounds like you didn't was I I really love just the way they did like very like parenthetical storytelling. Like they'd introduce a character and then he'd be like this is who that is. Like in parentheses. <laughs> I normally like the Tarantino yeah, right. cutaway stuff. Like I don't get me wrong, we sit here and one of Brad Pitt's 
more famous movies, which may or may not be on my list. And Glorious Bastards does that the entire time. But it felt it felt more brief in those movies with this one. There's like the twin scene is like seven minutes long. It is. It is like long. (laughs) It was incredible. It should have been longer. It was incredible. And like that gives you so much about who those characters are without having to be like, you know, uh, here's this very long backstory of how they met and why they call themselves twins and blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, these dudes caught 17 bodies out there. (laughs) They're about that life. (laughs) And we're going to show them all to you. Every single one. No, it was 12. No, it was 15 or whatever the number was. Um, I, what do we feel about, there's a couple of things with this, uh, uh, I am never really opposed to stunt casting. I know a lot of big C critics uh, don't like stunt casting in movies. I, for one, love a cameo. Like, I don't I don't give a shit. What do we think of the bad buddiness of it all? Because that was definitely like, we got to get asses in seats. Loved it. I didn't know that was bad buddy until after the movie was over. I he's had like no really idea. good. He's like a really good actor. He's great. Actually. I was he's like, oh, shit, that, he's, he can fucking wrestle and he can fucking... Like this is that's crazy that he's that talented. I thought he was great. I was like, oh, that was cool. And then uh, I was I went with Monique. Monique was like, yeah, and Bad Bunny. I was like, wait, there was a Bad Bunny song in here. I didn't hear any Bad Bunny music. She was like, no, Bad Bunny was in the movie. And I was like, what? I guess I didn't know what Bad Bunny looked like. But I thought he was great. And you know, I'm 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 always good for a cameo. You could you could put a shitty somebody who's bad at acting in there, and I and I can appreciate it for us in a small role, and we can have some fun. But he was actually good. I didn't even like process that this person has maybe never acted. Obviously, he acts in his music videos and stuff. But like, this person's never been in a movie before. At least not a movie I've ever seen. And I thought he was great. I, I couldn't believe that he was that good. But I guess when you're Bad Bunny and you're fucking good at literally everything in the world, I shouldn't be surprised. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, dude. It's dude, super annoying. Cannot miss. It's crazy. <laughs> Save but some talent is- for the rest of us, bro. Like, what the fuck? Is this? But yeah, I. Do not mind a stunt cameo. And even like you were talking about if we're going to have Michael Shannon or whatever his name is in the movie, like have him in there longer. I had no idea who that is. So like you love oh Shape of God. Water. What are you talking about? I, oh my God. I saw Shape of Water one time like several years ago. I didn't recognize. Like, oh, shit. That's Shape of Water. You know, so I just greatness. Like, that's cool. Like, it's this guy. I'm sure that's a famous person. I don't know who that is. So like I wasn't bothered at all by like, how briefly he was uh, in the movie. Guys, Are we being we're spammed? Get, we're getting spammed by 69mega.com. Oh, or is no. someone trying to offer us sexual favors? We love y'all as the fans, but we don't want to we, we don't want uh sexual favors on the podcast. This is a wholesome podcast, guys. Oh, there Teach does have an OnlyFans, but like that is for <laughs> subscribers only, not on this podcast. <laughs> On top of all the eighteen, on top of the eighteen podcasts he does, he also <laughs> has a has a feet only fans. It's actually guys, crazy. you don't want to see my feet. I've never seen him before. <laughs> Podcast hey, host extraordinaire. How do we kick sixty nine mega out the damn? This is ridiculous. We don't. This is a family podcast. Uh, I don't block user on on YouTube. I don't. It, I, y'all can y'all can mess with that. Uh, all comments are good comments, mega. right? <laughs> hey 69 um, mega subscribe uh, rate us yeah. five stars thank you like down subscribe <laughs> apparently bad bunny uh, had a uh, like a reoccurring role in narcos mexico as well so it, this isn't his first sort of oh, i didn't watch foray. that that makes sense 
and there's some look there's there's some musicians that have turned into good actors uh some that are just terrible uh he seems to have the he seems to have the the chemistry and the presence uh the wherewithal to 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 really shine on the screen uh also helps that he's handsome but it's like it's it's like he didn't have to talk very much (laughs) so yeah yeah, true true but that's a good good on them like he just had, had a few few english lines like yeah um but yeah, his his whole backstory and stuff was like I said, it, it was good, and and that one was actually a little bit longer than than I would have thought it was going to be, and it just kind of kept going. But the the payoff of it was uh, was crazy, the throwing up blood sort of thing. Was yeah. Like, whoa, oh no, uh, yeah, that this escalated. Like I know this was this kind of movie. <laughs> this movie is hyper violent, especially like. The Zazie beats it like the bleeding from the eyes and her like yeah. growing up and stuff. This movie is like a lot more violent than what you're expecting. Or and when the, they the like cutie, the kill stuff is trying was, to be... like putting a hook through his face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the cutie stuff is like trying to mask it, but it's like this is one of the more like more violent than a John Wick movie because it's violent in a different way, right? Like it's a lot the, more the level of a lot more blood than you would see in a John Wick movie where he's just shooting people and moving on. Like we're not, we're not going to sit there and watch them bleed out of their eyes. When John Wick shoots them, we just move on to the next henchman that we got to shoot. But, uh, you know, I, I, I pretty much have no, uh, stomach or no bad stomach for violence anymore because we've seen so many violent movies and it happens are like some extremely violent shit. So it didn't even bother me. I just pushed right on through that violence. Yeah, I was like, I need more of that violence, bro. Give me more I mean, this technically pales in comparison to your favorite movie, Kill Bill, to be completely true. honest. True. <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, she um, was chopping everybody up. There were limbs flying everywhere. That shit was phenomenal. I mean, yeah, but there, this movie is like hyper violent, which it's it, very violent. It, ended up, it didn't end up bothering me that much. So I've gotten kind of used to it because y'all have kind of forced me to. Since being podcast. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Like by making me watch Kill Bill one and two, uh, but yeah, I keep, I keep thinking back to that when we we forced you. You're like, I don't like violence in movies. We're like, fuck you're it, like, okay, let's watch, Kill Bill. watch Kill Bill. Get over it. <laughs> Bullied you into watching the most violent film of all time. Well, yeah, you know this this like some parts of this movie are fucked up. Like you know, yeah. back in the day, I would not have been able to handle fucking. Aaron Taylor Johnson turning into a fountain for like three minutes on oh, screen. Man. <laughs> like, it just kept going and going and going. He's had a really interesting career, Aaron Taylor Johnson, because if you remember, he started at like, he was like 21 when like Kick-Ass came out. And then since then, he's kind of morphed into, and I thought he was going to be like a star. And he's had a really good career. Of course, he, you know, had a role in some Marvel movies and stuff. And now he's going to be Craven the Hunter, I believe for the the worst marvel universe but um put him in everything he fucking crushed i i really enjoy him on screen i actually really enjoy him on screen um but i think this is like his lane of being maybe like the third or fourth lead where he gets to like try a bunch of things and be really insane on screen and like angry all the time he's really good at that i think he's had a yeah he's also really good looking too like a little ton of good looking films yeah Yeah, uh, to another stunt casting cameo, Channing Tatum. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, like, yes, that's what I wanted Channing to talk Tatum about. was like, he's got a great walk. I was like, yeah, he does. Like, I was that was so funny. <laughs> that was the funniest part in the movie to me, where 
<laughs> Channing Tatum, which is another thing that, oh, you know what it is? Is that what was the movie with Channing Tatum and and uh, Sandra Bullock that the rom com that made uh, the, the, the Lost something Lost, Lost City Lost, Lost City yeah, of Z or no the Lost City Lost they City were filming these at the same time movie. that's right. why Brad Pitt makes the cameo in that movie and then like they were they the uh, David Leach the director said like a week later like Brad Pitt went to their set to go do that cameo so like they both were just like hey be in my movie you're filming it right now and that's how right. those, those two cameos happened. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was wanting to say. But the Channing Tatum showing up, which I said, this isn't the first time. He's he's up there with Matt Damon of being like the <laughs> king of cameo, just popping seconds, into yes. a movie. He hadn't like really, besides The Lost City, he hadn't starred in a movie in forever. He yeah. will show up in your movie He'll for 10 seconds. Up. He don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, I've been doing that for the last couple years. Yeah, he'll I'm just in. show up. <laughs> yeah. Especially he'll he'll just what did he what did he do it in? Um uh free guy. He was in that he was in that out of nowhere as well. But he Channing uh Channing Tatum definitely invites people to like hang out with him or whatever, and they're like, I can't shoot in a movie. And he's like, Oh, can I come? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, No, no worries. I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm free. I just, whatever. I got I got three hours. Whatever, I'll be there. <laughs> but he uh, he it. shows up and he's really funny because he's actually like a he's he's honed his comedy craft, I guess. But uh, hanging out with with uh, with the crew, the uh, God damn it, I just butchered that. Hanging out with Jonah Hill for for like three years, I think he yep. kind of honed his comedy craft. But It'll help. yeah, he um, him just going, is that a sex thing? We doing a sex thing? And it's like <laughs> always, he just he, he's really funny. But um, what did we think about the ending of the movie? I know you said it. It like it ended. That was another problem I had. It ended like five times. Yep. Yeah, they, they had about five different. Little too long. It just kept going. I'm like, I'm fine with the home aloneness of it. I guess where they're like, we're gonna fight these dudes with whatever weapons that we have. Um, also, the son Ko, uh, Koji. I, uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Uh, the son who whose son got thrown off the building. Uh, yeah. Andrew Koji, who's also in a movie that Dex actually kind of liked, Snake Eyes. Uh, uh yeah so andrew koji his fake out death was the craziest to me um because he was literally like shot in the stomach and then they're just like nah he's just not dead yeah and like they watching it the second time he I lived was like, forever oh. he lived the rest of the movie yeah watching it the second time i was like oh and brad pitt like or no it wasn't brad pitt it was uh brian tyree henry who like threw him in the bathroom or whatever like he was still like breathing and whatnot so it's like they didn't like kill him kill him like they kind of like brian tyree henry that shit just felt so fucking cheap like it looked like he was oh, fucking sleeping pill thing yeah, or whatever. Like, he was fucking out of there it was like i mean yeah they told you about the bulletproof vest earlier in the movie like i get it but it's still it was like he looked, that look, motherfucker looked like he was dead. Andrew Koji, it, you know, they showed you him breathing, like when he got dumped in the bathroom or whatever. But yeah, those you both saw of those, the got, damn vest, bro. You, they established the vest. I was fine. I hate that. it. I hate it. I mean, on the second time, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. But don't do that. Look, shoot him in the face. <laughs> well, then also he sacrifices himself for a guy that killed his quote unquote brother, which is. Okay, sure. And then he's still yeah. alive at the very end because he he did my favorite movie trope. He landed in a train. He landed in water out of a train. 
which <laughs> from a bridge that's a thousand feet high. Everything we know about reality is like he's dead when he hits the water. Yeah, and he can stand up in it. Like so the water is not right. deep at all. <laughs> right. He pressed his spine falling from that bridge. Going Wait, 100 and then miles like, an hour on a bullet train. And then when the, the, the bad guy, the henchman, like wakes up behind him, he's like running away like, fuck, fuck, and finds a gun and shoots him in the face. I was like, okay, that's hilarious. That's really like, funny. It's dumb, yeah, well, but it's once hilarious. it became hilarious again, I was like, "Oh, I'm, okay, I'm fine with it." Because I was like, "Oh, that's weird." He survived that. Then he got up and shot the guy, and I was like, "Okay, I'm in." So he was like running away. I was like, "Okay, I'm back in." I was fine. Um, then he killed well, Joey King with a truck. It was awesome. <laughs> he saw a tangerine, tangerine truck, and ran her bitch ass over. <laughs> a couple of times, it was like the movie was trying to say, "Hey guys, this is a callback. Get it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oranges, tangerine, every, get it? Every time I was like, yeah, I do get it. Love it. <laughs> Thank it you. It does do a Got little it. bit too much winking at you. And it's like, okay, I we get it, guys. Like, you don't have to do the, <laughs> see, see what we did? The wink, you don't have to do that. But I also didn't mind it. Because again, I, I was comparing it tonally to John Wick so much just because the concept is kind of similar. One guy is going through a shitload of people and he has a mission. But John Wick is like, anytime you laugh in a John Wick movie, it's because somebody else made a joke that's not Keanu Reeves. Or Keanu Reeves said something that was so ridiculous that he took so seriously that you can't help but laugh. But it's like it's not it's not meant to be. John Wick is never like, look what we did. Oh my god, guys! Like, remember what we did before? Now we're referencing back. It doesn't it doesn't remember, wink at you at all. You the, just train enjoy the, ride. the train, they're back. Like, remember the tangerines? <laughs> the difference is John Wick has the central. Like, I know that it, Brad Pitt is the central, but John Wick has the character that we remember from the entire backstory has John yes. Wick. We John Wick yes. has John Wick. They killed his fucking dog. Yeah, I'm thinking Dex I'm is, back. Dex, Dex oh yeah, we can talk about movies, that. By the way. What the Sorry. fuck is going on here, man? <laughs> I, I don't what know. The, what is that what is actually happening? Talking about John Wick on this podcast for like a hundred episodes. I and guarantee today, we mentioned John Wick 40 times on this podcast. And today, Mexico, Dex, by the way, silent, I've never seen any of those time. movies. I've never I've seen never any of them. any of those movies. I don't know. Oh my god. It's not like uh, I'm like avoiding them. I just, I just missed it, man. Sounds like <laughs> it, makes, it makes me so sad that you watched Matrix Four and did not watch John Wick One, Two, and Three. That makes me incredibly sad because <laughs> it makes it's an epic waste of your time to have watched Matrix Four. Oh my God, the movie is ass! Holy shit! Keanu Reeves has made thirteen great action movies, and then all of a sudden, in a row, and then it was like, "Hey, what if I just made Matrix Four? What if it was ass?" <laughs> Oh, it was the worst shit that you ever seen. Actually, he didn't really. That wasn't that wasn't his fault. It wasn't his bad. fault, but it was awful. It's it somebody's fault. fault. He was, he was bad in it. Yeah, he it's was the Wachowski's. The Wachowski's fault. That's who it was, or one of them. The only one of them. Yeah, I've, I've never seen John Wick. I assume I'll oh. get the first three by the time the fourth one comes out. At some Next point. time we do a poll episode, I'm putting John Wick on there because that shit is elite <laughs> cinema. That shit is elite cinema. I love those movies. Anything I, else? And, uh, and John Wick Four is about to drop. Like you need to be prepared because we're definitely going to do John Wick Four on this podcast. It's coming. They're bro. also relatively. Sure. I, the they the third back. one was a uh, little. Third one was a little long, but they're also relatively shorter action movies too, which kind of was a mm -hmm. why the first one was successful. It's just all action. My um, hot take is that I do not like John Wick Two, but I love One and Three, and I don't hate John Wick Two. I just don't. I never revisit it. I always either watch one or watch three. I never watched two. I never rewatched two, I should say. Well, I'm going to watch one at some point. Some point soon. Oh, you're going to fucking love it. 
My only, uh, my only other comment on this movie is that this was a very like interesting and weird movie weekend double feature for me because <laughs> I watched that uh, the Apple TV Plus movie Luck. Oh, <laughs> like the it's a kids movie all about like good luck and bad luck and you know, like oh, avoid it and blah, blah, blah. Bird, all the luck thing. Got yeah, it. and so like I watched this movie for the second time and like keep talking about good luck and bad luck and fate and destiny and. All this other shit, and I was like, "Am I, am I watching just the adult version of this Apple TV Plus?" That <laughs> I just watched. Like, holy shit! Is the universe trying to tell me something about luck right now? I don't like this. Oh man, um, y'all want to do top five Brad Pitt movies? Any other thoughts on this on this movie? Let's do this. All right, top five Brad Pitt movies. Um, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants with mine. I know I didn't like make out a list, but I kind of had it in my mind what we were going to do. Uh, mine aren't in order. So if yours aren't in order, I will not judge you. So wait, are we talking about like the movies as a whole or are we talking about Brad Pitt in the movies? Mm. Uh, I would say... I would say the movies as a whole. Movies as a whole. Yeah, Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Very good. Fight Club, not good. Well, yes, that is... Agreed. I'll start. Agreed. That is my That is my top five. That is my number oh. five. God damn it. I wanted I wanted to I know we all hate that movie and we all kind of went back on it. Sticks. But I'm gonna break my own rule. We just said movie as a whole. Uh it's good enough for me and it's given me so much entertainment over the years because he's fucking fantastic in that movie. He's great in the movie. He's I incredible. He's great. And he and he looks awesome. And it's just like it's so charismatic and he jumps off the screen. Young Brad Pitt and Fight Club. I know the movie as a whole and its ideas that it has are kind of bad and weird, but something about him and Ed Nor- his performance that with performance Edward Norton is pristine. It's incredible. He's just he like, killed it. Yeah. Yeah. So he I will it. say, I will say that is why I have it at number five. Hey, I couldn't go, I couldn't go higher than that. And I really, I'm going to have to kick off some other movies that I truly enjoy more, but he is just, he's the hottest person to ever live in that film so i have to put it in them in there no love yeah. for ad astra at number five i like yeah. ad astra y'all hate ad astra. ad astra fucking sucks dude how do you like ad astra? i liked it ad astra has an 83 percent thermometer and a 40 percent audience score that's that fucking oh my a, god I'm, i i i love incredible gowns beautiful gowns that movie is what started my hate for the word meditative when it comes to reviews <laughs> in movies. And like that's a bit that I haven't like revisited in a while on this podcast. But I used to say, like, if you see a if you see a critic give a review and it has the word meditative about it's a movie, that means it's boring as and that's that movie is <laughs> that movie I will is give it that. a meditative origin story. I hated that shit. Um, it is, it is extremely boring, beautiful gowns, beautiful gown. I'll, I'll keep saying about it. And I'll, it, I have a good relationship with my dad, so I don't know why I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> still at my house. <laughs> Actually, my dad is not in space. He didn't like leave to go get space cigarettes or anything like that. But, <laughs> like, not <in> space. <laughs> but like, yeah, the dad Astra is not, is, is not good, but I loved it. My dad left me on Earth 30 years ago and never called. <laughs> they also marketed that movie as like a bait and switch too, because they're like, 
it's gonna be like a space adventure. He's falling from like space and stuff like that. Yeah, like, monkey like 30 minutes in, like out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a f- like a fight with like a space monkey, and then there's just oh, no movie. action otherwise for the rest of the entire movie. It's right. just him being like, Hey, uh, day 37 in space, dad still won't call. <laughs> he also like rides a lot rides a heat shield to like another planet or if i remember correctly to what to his to his shuttle that was incredible um well yeah this movie looked incredible incredible photography everybody do their five and then go like that so oh okay we want to do the entire five in a row or do we want to do no no no. you said your number five now dex just say his number yeah dex go ahead okay um I'm going to go with Moneyball as my number five, a movie I don't love as much as I would have if I saw it in 2011. It's on my list. Still pretty solid. And uh, Brad Pitt is the best part of that movie. So I'm going to give it number five. Not going to like give away where it is on my list, but it is on my list. um, So we can. It's not on mine. Um, It is uh, much beguiled i guess is the word i I don't know if that's even the 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 word i would use but um it's very contentious draft pick between some people because baseball purists and nerds will be like that's not actually what happened and those people can s my c because that is that is just they can suck my cock because i don't think that even matters when you're telling a story as well as as they told this story and Brad Pitt taking somebody that probably, I don't know, Billy Bean or have, have actually never seen him talk, but taking him and making him cool and likable and funny with like saying nothing. Yeah. I don't care what about the real Billy Bean at all. I just want to watch. No, the- it's incredible. It's a movie like star performance because it's the yeah. only, only way that it works is that Brad Pitt. You're like, I trust what this guy has to say. Yeah. Brad Pitt's cool as shit. Still. Yeah, even yeah, so baseball's not nearly cool yeah. enough to be making. Oh, Billy Bean's not really like that. Fuck you, he's Brad Pitt. Let him do his thing. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's also some of the best baseball scene, like filmed scenes ever. Like they actually got the baseball right. If you care about that, like you watch some of these baseball movie or sports movies, and it's like it cuts away at weird times or like people don't know how to throw or anything like that. Like Hollywood actors have no idea how to like throw a baseball. But the greatest, actually, the greatest baseball movie ever is Rookie of the Year, and I'm sure that baseball is nothing like real baseball. Oh, I didn't okay. give one shit. Huff, That's that fucking right. film, that film is phenomenal. Television. I, I'm gonna rewatch that shit tonight. That is the greatest shit of all time. Uh, Tease, all right, what's your number my, five? My number five is True Romance. Uh, Brad Pitt just plays a high guy on a couch. He doesn't really do much, but I just love this movie so much, and the fact that Brad Pitt's just doing smoking and laying on the couch, I just. This is the true essence of Brad Pitt, and it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, so I'm going to go True Romance, a movie that Tarantino uh, maybe should have directed, but still turned out fucking awesome. Shout I out love, to Patricia Arquette. Yeah, I love the the early part of Brad Pitt's career where it's like, just be hot in this movie. Yes, just sit there and be hot and, and don't say too much. Perfect. And after and after like seven and 12 monkeys, he really tried to get he, he really tried to get away from that. He's like, I'm gonna go be character actor, Brad Brad Pitt. But even then, in seven, you're like, this is like the hottest cop I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what cops look like. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, my number four is seven. Yeah, uh, that's also my number four. 
Same. Seven, seven is a movie. We that all have the a, same number four. Seven, seven, seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Triple sevens. Seven is a, is a movie that is aged incredibly. Uh, other than the uh, he who shall not be named of it all. Yeah. Uh, don't talk about being him. the main bad guy. Um, yeah. He's a bad guy in real life. Even though he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he's a super villain in real life. So it's yeah. just like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, yeah. But he's incredible. He is good in that movie, though. When you go back and you watch it, but like it is aged incredibly well. Is like a thriller, one of the one of the most taught thrillers um, of the last twenty years. And uh, Morgan Freeman, Fincher's, what? Fincher's Fincher's really him. Like he's yeah, really Fincher him. Fincher is on fire on that movie, and in the the type of like just how he films it and how it, the entire movie looks and it's rainy and it looks like hell the entire movie. And Brad Pitt is just like trying to hang on and survive and have like a positive outcome in this literal hell that he's in, whatever city this is supposed to be. Some say Seattle, some say New York, Chicago. They don't really have, don't really have like where they actually are, but it, it is aged incredibly well. Shout out. Uh, Brad Pitt is actually producing the next David Fincher film. So you know, swag for us. It's called The Killer. It stars Michael Fassbender Killer. and Toby Button. Michael Fassbender's back. The yeah, Fassman. Fassbender's back. <laughs> He's been and like racing cars and shit. He doesn't care about <laughs> acting at all. He yeah, was like, "I'm Magneto. I don't need to do anything else ever again. Like, I'm good, <laughs> chilling." But yeah, apparently, a Netflix movie with uh, David Fincher. There's also like few people that love working with david like truly love working with david fincher mm -hmm. because he is a crazy person like He's he does 83 takes and uh but apparently brad pitt and him are just like best friends <laughs> so i don't know what that says about brad pitt or david fincher but it's just a weird yin and yang there that they have somehow figured out how to like work with each other a lot i think i think they produced some other things together too but um did david fincher do benjamin button he did, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. That is a I weird David Fincher movie when you look back on it's it. Extreme, it's extreme. It doesn't even fit. It doesn't in the match catalog. at all. Um, anything else about it's Seven? Extremely weird. Extremely weird Fincher film. Very uh, fire movie. Seven. Extremely fire. If you have not seen it, watch it. Dex, what's your number three? We can jump off from there. I um, think it was me, but since we all did number well, four. Well, we all had the same. Yeah, we saw the same number four, yeah. so go him and then, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go with Bullet Train, low-key. No way! <laughs> Turn that up! Listen to that man, Roy. Yuck, Good dude. Job. You haven't seen my Brad Pitt movies. That's what this is. Yuck, that's, that's fine. But, like, I, I love Turn it up! <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Fight Club is not going to be in my top five. Bullet Train is. <laughs> Bullet Train above seven. Mark it down! Yeah. <laughs> what a what a what a pick! What a <laughs> pick! Look, man. Hey, we don't have a, a Voldemort in Bullet Train as of yet. You know, maybe some shit will shake true. it out. He's right. He's right. For now, you know what? That's fair to to, 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 to to detract points off of seven because that's because of Voldemort. <laughs> oh my god! Well, yeah, I actually uh, haven't seen a ton of like the the top tier. Uh, Brad Pitt movie, so yeah, my pick is a li little bit of a reflection I'm of sure that. You've but seen top three. <laughs> Probably. Um, my number three Roy. is Ocean's Eleven. Same. Okay, good because Ocean's Eleven, 
Uh, I actually rewatched it. It's the most, I think it's the most rewatchable movie ever. I think it's the hottest a white man has ever looked on a movie screen of all time. No (laughs) white man has ever looked hotter than that on a movie screen. Then Brad Pitt? Yes, there's no no one. That's like four spots on that list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's so many good looking people in that movie. All that, he's shitting on Clooney. Clooney is, that, is an incredible looking. He's shitting on Clooney, bro. All that Steven Soderbergh did was like, I'm going to put a bunch of hot movie stars on screen and make a heist movie. But it still works as a heist movie. More so than a lot of other things have uh, have worked. As, it, it, they just don't make these kind of movies, like these kind of heist movies anymore. They've made Soderbergh is the one that's doing them. Logan Lucky and a couple other films. Yeah. But... Um, it just I'm going to put charismatic hot people on the screen and you're going to fucking eat that shit up. That movie was a hit and it still is one of the I think the one of the most rewatchable movies. They play that shit on FX and TNT every single day. That thing is on on TV. But uh, if you somehow have missed Ocean's Eleven over your entire lifetime, it's on HBO. All three of them are. There's diminishing returns for two and three. But didn't, uh, we do, didn't we do Ocean's Eleven? Did, did we? No, we've done Ocean's Have we not? Mm-mm. Um, yeah, Mind one of the most the list that was also my most, number three. Okay, yeah, one of the most uh, I keep saying it rewatchable films of all time. Matt Damon, one of the Affleck brothers, uh, Con, Scott Con, rest in peace, Bernie, Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac, rest in peace. Yeah, so I, I enjoy that movie. Anything you want to say about Ocean's Eleven? Uh, I don't know why Dex, uh, maybe Dex has a higher than us, but uh, I don't. It's, it's I, I haven't seen it. I'll have it. The only reason I don't have it, <laughs> I, seen it. it. <laughs> I have seen it. I just don't remember which Ocean's movie is which, to be honest. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, like, they all just blur together for me. So, I, uh, yeah, didn't, I didn't have any of them on my top five. Julia Roberts, incredible cast. That's the love Ocean's Eleven. Uh, okay, why don't I do my number two then? Do it. Uh, my number two. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm obsessed with that movie. I cannot stop. I've probably seen it like 10 times. I read the book. Like, I, it's just it's just so good. And Brad Pitt's performance is so incredible. It's like he's, he doesn't Oscar even... Oscar winning. He just, he just goes about the film in a way that he has just no thought process for anything. He's just like, he yeah, I'm just a good guy. I'm just that movie. And I'm, he just floats through the movie. He just like pops up and floats. It's just incredible i love obviously i'm a huge tarantino fan so i'm very biased uh but i just love brad pitt in this movie and i think it is the what brad pitt is doing and what leo is doing are so different but they work so well together because that's probably some of the best acting i've seen leo ever do and he's, he's a great actor but what brad pitt is doing is just so different and equally phenomenal for different reasons i just love once upon a time in hollywood it's an incredible film i just I'm obsessed with it, and that's my number two. Brad Pitt's Brad. I I I wanted to see where I was going to put that one. And I I would have swapped it out maybe for seven. I've only really seen that movie once, and I've rewatched the uh, Manson fight scene a ton. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> Dude, when like I most cathartic experience release, of yeah. theater. Like incredible. Like, the whole time we were all. I was there opening night for that movie. All of us were sitting in the movie theater having heard like not too much about the movie. We were just kind of like, Yeah, you're waiting for Tarantino to show the graphic murders. murders. Like, yeah. you're gonna, like yeah. fucking show me Margot Robbie getting like put through a blender or some shit. Like, yeah. 
like this is going to be awful. Like the movie is tense as hell all the way up until that. Which we should have known like, that he wasn't going to. Face with no, we shouldn't have. Why do we? Tarantino. If anyone's going to do that, he would be him. He would have been. He would have been. He would have never been able to make the 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 reverence that Hollywood has for that historical mm-hmm. like event. He would have been blackballed. I guarantee. Even Tarantino, like as much as everybody's like, well, that's just Quentin Tarantino. The excuses they make for him, <laughs> that 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 wouldn't have flown. So we, I kind of hey, went man. in knowing hey. that they weren't going to kill it, but the release, the I thought he coming. was about to do it. Bro, Netflix he, the whole time I was watching. Release. Netflix is about to release an NC-17 movie about like a fictional Marilyn Monroe rape. So like my, my, that's true. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't trust Hollywood to show restraint, but yeah, Quentin Tarantino, like just letting Brad Pitt deck the like fucking Manson family in the face with incredible. (laughs) I love that. He hit Elvis, by the way. Number two. Elvis. Yep. That's your number two as well. That's my number. That, oh, yeah. that's also Dex's number two. Got it. What's your number I, two, Royden? I didn't get it as much as I as I'm uh, just talking about that. Why I didn't have it in my top five because it is like his most, you know, as his Academy Award winning performance. I think he's had better performances. They were just like, this is the year that he was going to win, which is fine. Like he was incredible in it. It was also like that was like scripted from day one that he was going to win that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, like, weird. That year was weirdly like locked up immediately in all the right. Acting- I don't know why. Like all four of them, it was like day one. Okay, this person's gonna win. This person's gonna win. This person's gonna win. This person's gonna win, and that it all went chalk. I don't know why, but yeah. Um, but the the Leo performance in that movie has aged a lot better than when I saw it the first time. At oh, first, I didn't quite know what he was going for, and like Brad, the Brad Pitt of it all kind of jumped off the screen because he had like some of the more rememberable thing but the the leo of it all the, the do, 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 do. can't have five whiskey showers you gotta have eight goddamn whiskey showers and like the rick fucking the rick fucking dalton stuff is is aged incredibly that, well that's the best scene in the movie the the he does the first take he goes to his trailer he does the pep talk and then he goes and does the second talk and, and second take and the girl is just like that's the best act i've ever seen that is the best scene in the movie that 10 minutes of the movie it's Shout just, out to Julia Budden, my future goat. I the kid's got it. The uh, the memification stuff. of his character is incredible. I saw one the other day when he's like when he's shooting the flamethrower. It's like, oh, that's fucking that's that's hot. That's hot. Can we <laughs> can we make that less hot? And he goes, Rick, it's a flamethrower. Oh shit, it's just really funny. Um, but I don't want the movie again. Man. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like it upon initial release as much as a bunch of other people did it's kind of grown in my estimation but i couldn't like usurp seven did you watch it in theaters did you watch it later i watched it in theaters okay cool because yeah that was definitely part of like my reverence for it watching it that first night with all those people and all of us feeling kind of the same thing like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't as packed, but like the impact it did have on the theater, there was like literal cheer cheers for when like he hit that dude in the face with a can of dog food. Yeah, uh, shit like that cool. happening in movies is always gonna like make me remember it more fondly, even when I rewatch it. Like if I'm in a movie theater and everyone's like fucking hyped at the same scene, like yeah, then I'm I'm always gonna love that movie, whatever it is. My number two uh, is is Moneyball. I went back and forth so much on on how, what I was going to rank number one and number two. Um, really? Number two, yeah, I did because Moneyball holds a weird place in my in my heart. Is because I like I love baseball. I love it. Like it's probably my favorite sport. Um, 
but it, outside of maybe like college football, but baseball is my my first one of my first true loves. My dad loved baseball. I watched this with my dad. It holds like a weird sort of place in my heart and it's just the most dad astra the baseball dad astra yeah (laughs) um it it just is for as inaccurate as like some of the some of what happened is it is also like the most accurate talk about baseball and how people talk about and speak about baseball and why people love baseball and sort of the underdog story of of it all um Plus, it's the most movie star. Like I said, it's the most movie star performance Brad Pitt has ever given. given uh, probably, I mean, I guess outside of uh, the one he won the Academy Award for. But there's literally nothing going on except for Brad Pitt talking to scouts the entire movie. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, literally. hell yeah, I care about what this dude says. It's like, it's like what Robert Redford would like jump off the screen in that way, and like all the presidents men and stuff. He's he's talking about subjects that like and just like talking to people on camera and stuff like that. It just felt the same way. It had that seventies sort of movie star performance. The only reason you're watching is for Brad Pitt and for Jonah Hill, but that's why I love it. And I love baseball and all of the, uh, that didn't actually happen. Nerds can go die. Yeah, in a hole. I don't care. It's inaccurate in the same way. The social network is inaccurate, which like, who cares? Or remember <laughs> the fucking Titans or whatever. <laughs> like, the Titans. Yeah. That's Which I wouldn't change I mean, anything about that film, and I don't care what really happened in real life. Not in the same like category of film as these other ones. It's money, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> Disagree. Not the same tier, but... Disagree. That's peak cinema right there. I love that shit. I think his name is Bennett Miller, the director. He's directed like three films, and just they've all been nominated nominated for like Academy Awards. He directed. What else did he do? Uh, Capote, Foxcatcher, and Moneyball. Oh, I did not and, like Foxcatcher. No, a lot of people didn't, but like he was nominated for like he's been nominated for best director twice, and he just and Moneyball got a best picture nomination, and he just hasn't, he just doesn't care. He's like, why has he made a movie since Capote's good? Like, why is he where Fox after Fox Gusher? Where the what the fuck is he making? I have no idea. I cannot find his Wikipedia is also like an anomaly. Like he he just said he has two projects in the works. Um, I think yeah, he's doing a Christmas Carol remake, which is weird, oh, and a movie wow. called The Studio, which I have to assume is probably about Hollywood. But anyway, he's like a really in- talented and incredible director. He's just directed like three major motion pictures, which is crazy. Um, That's crazy. And all of our number one Inglorious Bastards. That's yep. mine. <laughs> I was gonna say Happy Feet too, but you know, the classic ratchet performance. Happy Feet too. <laughs> him and Matt. Him and Matt Damon play a couple of uh, penguins, I believe, in that. I thought uh, we were all going with Mr. Mr. Smith, actually, but uh, hey, hi. There is a weird spot. In Incredible my movie. Mr. Mr. Uh, and also, that's the best that like any Two couple has ever looked at on a screen. Yes. Angelina Jolie looks fascinating. Oh in that movie. She is God. so good looking. And I then, told Brad Pitt has like the top four spots and like the hottest white man I've ever looked. <laughs> also, can you do you realize how like how hot you have to be to make the like the buzz cut work? Yeah, he's going yeah, like, on full buzz cut, and every I'm just like, this is the this is the most the the chemistry is palpable, and it's also because they were fucking during that movie, but like yes. the chemistry. Is palpable in that movie. Brad Pitt is hot with like one of those haircuts that like NFL rookies get after the veterans like fuck all the hair up <laughs> and like shave it off. Like she's yeah, got, like, the fucking, got like the fucking Mike Chow shit going on and like is still hot. 
not that, that movie made five hundred million dollars almost. Good lord, you could never do that today. But anyway, number one, what to talk about, Mister Mrs. Smith? Number one, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, you know what it is, Teej. This is one of your favorite movies, bar none. This is the greatest movie of all time. When he, when they, when he says. <laughs> They say because he says he speaks the third best Italian. And he goes, "You don't speak any Italian." He goes, "That's what I said, third best, third best." <laughs> it Italian. makes me, it makes me laugh every time. I probably seen this movie thirty times. Every time it makes me laugh. It's just, it's such a ridiculous performance. He's having so much fun. The accent is so incredibly bad on purpose. Obviously, it is just the most fun I've ever seen Brad Pitt have on a movie set. And the joy in his eyes as he's in this film. Realizing I'm working with Tarantino and this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen, but this is a, we're gonna have a lot of fun on this movie set. It's just it's so much fun. It brings me so much joy. This is my favorite Brad Pitt performance. It's my favorite Brad Pitt movie that Brad Pitt's ever been in. I just love it, love it, love it so much. It's it, it's very aware of itself. We're gonna sit down. We gotta have a good time. We're gonna be violent. And the scene, the the thing that makes this movie really phenomenal are the scenes, the two or three scenes that you're actually supposed to take seriously. You take them incredibly seriously. The, the opening scene of this movie is some, yeah. it is heart stopping. It is so tense. It is so scary in a movie that is 90% funny. When Tarantino's like, okay, we're going to be serious now, the scenes really hit. And I just love, I just, I just love everything about this movie. Easy number one selection for me. Easy. Easy. Uh, you had this, you just recently, we made you watch this. Speaking of, I made you watch. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> but the entire time, I was like, "Oh, I get it. I see why everyone fucking loves this movie." Also, shout out to our boy Michael Fassbender. Like that scene in the like in the bar or whatever with the oh, German in the bar. Three. Yeah, German three. <laughs> Triglazer. But um, uh, yeah, fucking him, Brad Pitt, <laughs> just sitting there like chilling, like while uh, the bear Jew comes out and like beats the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> He's gonna. He got a baseball bat, and he's gonna beat you to death with it. Our friend here, half the country, oblige him. Oblige him. It's um. It's so sort of. We get off this podcast. Oh yeah, maybe it is so almost overshadowed, or at least it was in the moment by the Christoph Waltz of it all. Yeah, uh, also the Tarantino of it all. It's it's much regarded as probably his his uh, master class, if you will. Um, uh, even though you know he's been successful after it, but it, it was just like the 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 peak of his powers, and also like the peak of he got to do everything that he wanted to get to do in a movie. Uh, kind of went downhill after that. With um, well, no, he made Django, and then he made um, yeah, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, which is just which boring. Stinks. It's boring, but like, some people yeah. really like it. I just don't. Mm. I'm, I don't dig it. Um, probably don't dig it. But having having Brad Pitt not having your movie star, who has been marketed through the entire time, not come in until what, like, yeah, thirty minutes about, into the it movie, twenty five or thirty minutes from the show up on screen, and then him just coming in and doing just the worst accent, like you said, impossible. We're going to be doing one thing, one thing only. That's killing Nazis. <laughs> just incredible move. Incredible move by everyone involved and and just giving him some of those lines and uh, the bonjourno and all of it all. It's just... Bonjourno. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, funny. Like Teach said, there's a bunch of... Gorlame. Yeah, that's... Sorry. <laughs> Gorlame. 
even like the parts that are in like you know that are subtitled you're still like on the edge of your seat like you're into it which is really hard to do in a movie to switch between english and a foreign language and have people still care as much yeah. about the foreign language like and he nailed it flawlessly so that movie there is a school of thought that I've heard on, on other shows and, you know, read about that Brad Pitt is the hottest character actor to ever live. And, makes uh, a lot of sense. and it makes a lot of sense when you see movies like this, you see movies like uh burn after reading or uh, a few other, a few other movies where he kind of, he's billed as the star, but he, he comes in and doesn't have the most uh, background for his character or anything. He just, he just some he just goes for some of these things sometimes and it, it, it it's pretty present you know and it's present also in bullet train even though he's like the star of the movie he's doing a bit the entire time yep. and in this this is the height of that is that i'm just going to do this thing this entire time and y'all are either going to ride with it or not and everybody rode with it and it heightened the film because of it because this guy comes in and, and they deliver these, all these Americans deliver the, the, the funny lines where all the drama, like you said, is going along with, with Shoshana and all of that. And where we care more kind of about that, but having these, these times intersect and then Brad Pitt continuing <laughs> to do the bit is really, is really incredible filmmaking. But uh, any other honorable mentions um, that we wanted no, to talk about? Yeah, the big short is an incredible. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that probably... a Brad Pitt movie, though. I almost disqualified that because he's he's literally in that for like five minutes. Hey, that's why it's an honorable mission. Yeah, <laughs> Margaretti. That <laughs> that big short probably would have been on my list if he was in it a little bit longer because I absolutely love that movie. I think it's one of the best movies of the twenty tens. Fury, I know, is like has its detractors and it is what it is, but that movie is edge of your seat when you're watching it, especially if you're watching it in the in the theater. Fun fact, took my now wife to that. That was like our second date to ever go see that movie. I remember this. Wow. wow. <laughs> we got uh, out of that. I was like, that rock. She was like, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we should mention 12 Monkeys, uh, not in jest. Like it's a, it's a well-regarded film. Um, not my favorite Bad Pit but a lot of people I mean he's like Oscar it. nominated for it and it yep. does some it does some stuff with um with that concept that it was one of Bruce Willis's best like movies that nobody ever really talks about we don't um, talk nearly enough about Bruce Willis on this podcast I fucking no. love Bruce Willis um, people don't I like love Bruce Willis people don't like killing them softly because it was uh marketed a lot different than what it actually is it's more of a, a of a uh tense reflection on capitalism but brad pitt has one of the coolest lines i've ever heard in my entire life in that movie is america is a business now fuck you pay me is yeah, fuck you pay me is an incredible <laughs> ending line to a movie um so there yeah there's there's all that uh people i guys i don't like the curious case of benjamin mutton i know me he's neither. the oscar nominated for it no, it's awesome neither. what they kind of did i'm with not it. into it I was bored to tears by that movie. movie. My least favorite adventure movie by far. Not into it. I never really care. I still uh, haven't seen the assassination of Jesse James, but I will watch it. I promise. I will get my movie nerd. Now, that is some. That is some cinema right there, brother. That I will is get my movie cinema. nerd credentials. I will watch it. I promise. <laughs> Mark I off a weekend because poll. that movie is yeah, two hours, long and forty shit. minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it is long as shit, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. 
one of the best looking movies ever shot. I think um, who would have done that movie? Uh, sorry. Oh Director, yeah, Ro- right? our our guy Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins shot sense. that movie. That movie looks absolutely. They teach that movie in like cinematography classes. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, you know what movie that is not good, but I, I I've watched it a million times. At Troy. Asher, apparently. Troy. <laughs> Troy's really good. Troy's good. I've probably watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith more than I watched Troy, but Troy was one of those movies that was always on TNT or one of those, and I would always yeah. tune in every time I I would always tune in. TNT also, loves a three-hour epic. <laughs> yeah, that we can sell commercials on this shit. <laughs> that way, we can put all the commercials we want into this shit. Um, he uh, he is like Chris Hemsworth jacked in that movie too. Super jacked. Um, Snatch. A lot of people love. I haven't seen all the way through, but I have seen the Brad Pitt scenes where he's, he's just talking in a Cockney accent that nobody can understand. I think they subtitle him. Actually, if I'm <laughs> yes, they do. I believe they do. Which is really funny. But also, we can't talk about Brad. We talked about it a little bit, and, and then we'll wrap up. He has also been really cool, uh, really awesome about putting um, uh, minority filmmakers into into roles uh, and financing their films, like Minari, which was Oscar-nominated. He's been incredible. Oh, yeah, at, like, fi- that. yeah, which he's been incredible at finding these projects and also giving people who – usually or historically haven't had a shot at making these films a shot at making these films and he's been really awesome about that he's he has credited with like a hundred producing credits already he but, Moon, moonlight yeah he did uh, yeah he did produce moonlight he produced uh he was the executive producer of outer range actually dex yeah but, i knew that yeah that's kind of why i started watching it because like i knew plan b was involved his entertainment company so but yeah, yeah he did the Minari, uh, a, a movie called Classic The King. On... Oh, he was an executive for, producer for Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yep. Like, yeah, so if, Bill Street, if Bill Street could talk. A friend uh, of mine Oja. was at an event once, and it was for one of these black movies that he helped produce. And everybody in the space was black as hell. A lot of academics, a lot of like people that do social justice work, and then fucking brad pitt the only white man in the room was fucking brad pitt and she was like he was just walking around interacting with everybody he was like the coolest guy in the world he was just having a great time he was meeting people he wasn't being pretentious apparently he's like a super extremely nice dude so i'll i'll love to brad pitt man i love brad pitt sir somebody that's been famous uh, for like 35 years too which is 58 years old yeah that's insane but he's also producing a uh, like a, I think it's a biopic. It might be a documentary, but I'm, no, it's a biopic about uh, the whole Harvey Weinstein situation. So Brad Pitt, like, he's with the From shits, whose man. Perspective? Socially it's about Harvey Weinstein, or it's about somebody no, else? <laughs> it's about uh, one of the. It's about two of the women actually who wrote. Okay, book, okay, that makes that Harvey makes Weinstein. much more sense. <laughs> yeah, Carrie Mulligan is the lead. She's uh she okay. plays. Uh, Megan Tui, who I guess is yeah one of the authors of the the book that like kind of blew up the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. You scared the hell out of me when you uh, said that we're about to have a Harvey Weinstein biopic. I got no, so not scared. a Harvey Weinstein biopic. It's Brad like a, Pitt is playing Harvey Weinstein. He's getting Brad like a Pitt thousand pounds. As Harvey Weinstein is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Uh, Harvey Weinstein wishes like. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what but, Harvey Weinstein wakes up. That's what he sees himself as, yes. though, by the way. Who would play me in this movie? Brad Pitt, obviously. Uh, but 
<laughs> yeah, it's like it's a it's a biopic about like from the perspective of the women who wrote that book, kind of exposing Weinstein and all that stuff. So yeah, Brad Pitt is what the shits basically. Yeah. I also would say he he did attach himself pretty early, or not pretty early. Like uh, Bong Joon Ho has made a ton of great films before he like started crossing over into uh, yeah. American cinema, but he also has attached himself and he's like really good friends with Bong Joon Ho, which is kind of funny. Um, needs to pop up in a bong movie. We, we got Captain America in a bong movie. Why can't we have Brad Pitt just pop up in a bong movie? Why not? It'd be incredible. I would watch. I, I would watch it twelve times. Uh, but it. yeah. So that has been a one take pod, a retrospective, I guess, on Brad Pitt's career and our favorite Brad Pitt, Pitt films, as well as Bullet Train, which uh, Dex has now ranked ahead of uh, a lot of a lot. Hey, of you rivers. know, we we shoot from the hip around here. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can find us at one take pod. You can find us at, uh, one take pod on all social media accounts. That's the number one take pod Instagram, not on Facebook. Cause no, thanks. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, the like go rate, download, subscribe, give us five stars. A few more people have been, uh, giving us five stars on Spotify and on, uh, and on Apple podcasts. So we really do appreciate that. Leave a review. Hey. It really does help Hell us yeah. uh help us a lot so continue to do that if you listen it takes like two seconds we really appreciate that if you listen on itunes you have an itunes account go rate us five stars we re- really appreciate it. or four we'll take five or four that's fine um yeah so go go do that anything else that we're working on dex you've written a couple of articles for uh screen rant yeah i do that now um uh, i just wrote about the new netflix show mo it's coming out uh next week i think yeah it'll be out next week i actually get to go to the red carpet event that's happening here in houston the show is based here in houston it's about a nice. dude from houston so i'm going to go do that nice. a24 did it right yeah it's an a24 netflix comedy oh? series yeah mo um mo is, is it good i haven't seen it yet it comes out next week oh got, got it got it got it yeah I'll, I'll let you know how this uh this preview goes bumby is going to be there i think uh toby and wigwee is going to be there and uh, a couple other people. So I'm excited for that. Check that out. Uh, you can check out all the stuff we're doing on ApolloHIU.com. Uh, more pop culture shit coming. We're going to start doing music reviews and shit here soon, too. But you can check out the movie reviews that me and Royden have been doing. And uh, I dropped the Formula One drivers as NBA players article the other day. So check that out, too. ApolloHIU.com. I know F I know F one super popular. Like I'm on TJ and I are on the outside of that. Yes, that is such a you. niche thing for you. F one as NBA. That is so like yeah. that is so <laughs> niche. It's incredible. Um, TJ, you got 18 podcasts that you're doing. Uh, what's the next slander you pod? I think it's over Oklahoma. Uh, well, if you're watching this live, yes, we're slandering uh, Oklahoma tomorrow. But obviously, if you're listening as we posted then it will already be happened but all of our episodes are backlogged so just go search slander you we've done a lot of uh your favorite schools so just go search it bro we're having a good time over there. also underhooks podcast go talk about some mma underhooks, i actually got to watch week, a fight night the other day we are, so that we was are good. watching people get the shit kicked out of them it is elite content bro go check us out if you'd like to see people get beat up we got one of the friend. fights of the year on usc fight night the other day by the way this shit was incredible <laughs> I yeah. remember those dudes' names at this point, but it doesn't David matter. David Onama and Nate Landwehr put on a complete show. It was insane. It was a lot of fun. We'll, 
We haven't even recapped that fight yet, so we're gonna re- we're gonna recap that this week. I can't wait. Shout out to Mr. Blah Blah, our good friend Stefan. Uh, got to get him back on, but um, yeah, go find those on at Underhooks at uh, Slander U. Um, I'll end with this. Uh, Peter Hegg says the top three Google questions for Ad Astra are asking if it's boring, if it's terrible, and if it's a flop. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. <laughs> The answer is I, yes. I, I, I love walking out of. I love picturing people walk out of a movie and just be the first thing they do is Google. Is was that boring? Was what I just watched boring? <laughs> like I couldn't tell. I kind of think it was. Boring, I have no idea. Google thinks. Was that boring or am I an idiot? I don't yeah. know. Is it boring <laughs> or meditative? We need to make that shirt. Was that boring or am I dumb? <laughs> uh, I love that. All right. As always, Dex. What are we doing? Hashtag Sports Forest Few, baby. We out here. We're out. Boring or meditative. Train till I'm sideways. I don't love shit.